Hello and welcome to another episode of Your Intention Matters, the podcast. Hope everybody's doing great. My name is still Paul Madot. Today I have Jennifer Reyes. She is Sales Enablement Manager coming to us from Blend in Northern California in the Bay. Jennifer, good morning, good afternoon. How are things? Things are great. Thanks, Paul, for having me. How are you? Oh my God, I'm doing great. Thank you. It's a Monday uh, and early October. It's great. The weather where I am in Toronto, it's changing and uh, kids are healthy. So no, I'm, I'm all good. Thanks for asking. Awesome. All right. So let's get into it then. Uh, say hi to everybody, provide a quick intro, and then we'll get into your story here. Hello, everyone. I'm Jennifer Reyes. I am a sales and implement manager at Blend, which is a financial tech company in San Francisco. And I currently live in the Bay Area and so far, so good. It's nice, warm weather and not too smoky. We've had some fires here, so it's nice to just be able to open the window and breathe some fresh air. Well, I certainly appreciate the time here, Jennifer. I'm looking forward to you sharing your story because I know you have a, a, a bit of a, a blended path here, kind of like most of us meandering and some big decisions. And so if you're ready to go, uh, let's jump into it. You ready? Ready to go. All right, let's go back a little bit in time here. Just a couple of years, San Diego State University, National University, uh, your education, kind of the, the new millennium, if we go back that far. Uh, remind me, if you would, and share with me in the group, anybody listening here, do you recall what you thought you'd be doing here in 2020 as you were getting ready to start your career? Any vision back in the day? <laughs> funny that you asked that. So yeah, I originally wanted to be a teacher, an elementary school teacher, actually. That's why I started as a liberal studies major, which is here in the States, you, you typically, it's kind of like a gen general overview type major to become a teacher. Um, I was a teacher's assistant while I was in college and got a flavor of what it was like to work uh, for a teacher in the public school system. So uh, that's what I thought I was going to be, was a teacher. You know, I've learned something this year. So I, as you know, I'm a sales trainer, so I'm used to teaching, but I teach adults and I teach selling fundamentals. I don't teach children and I have two kids that are six and four. And when the world shut down, you know, six, seven months ago and they were home with me, I quickly realized these teachers need to make like a bazillion dollars a year because like my kids, they're my, my most favorite people in the world. And man, it's a full-time job running them all day. Absolutely. I think everybody needs to learn how to be a teacher, especially now with the current environment. You know? So so what happened with that? So you, you wanted to become a teacher. Why didn't you pursue that? Or if you did, why aren't you still doing it? Yeah. So at the time um, where I was working uh, in San Diego, um, San Diego Unified had a strike, a teacher strike. And I got to see what the politics was like being a teacher, um, you know, negotiating their salaries and just um, the way that the staff, um, you know, was going through things, it made me kind of realize, like, you know, maybe money-wise, it wasn't going to be the most fruitful. And then also just the way teachers were treated, I felt like I didn't want to be treated the way they were being treated. Um, so I shifted gears and thought, you know, what's another good major to go to. Marketing was interesting to me also at the time. And so I switched uh, majors and became a marketing major and then ended up moving to 
National University, which is a private school, but at the time it uh, catered to those that worked full time. I had to work full time while I was in school full time. And so it just made sense to move that direction since it worked for my schedule. How disappointing was it to come to that realization that becoming a teacher really wasn't in the cards view because of the behind the firewall stuff, not so much the uh, the actual you know job itself, but everything else that went along with it? pretty disappointing you know I I had my passion and my heart set on teaching children I love children and teaching was a passion of mine and so I never saw myself doing anything else so when I you know was experiencing those feelings and then just feeling the feelings of those teachers that were going through things it it was pretty disappointing all right so you you make the realization you then pivot into marketing you graduate from National uh, University you're ready to take on the world what did you do next well, I, because I was not not happy being a teacher assistant, I ended up finding a job at an insurance company as a customer service representative. It was a great, uh, you know, job to work as a college student. And um, after I graduated, I was able to find a job at ADP as a customer service representative. So that's where I started my career there. And so how long did you last at ADP? I was there for almost 15 years. 15 years. But I years. worked my way in a different role. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So let's talk about that because my background is I worked at Xerox for the better part of 10. And I've often been asked, you know, what was behind your decision to to leave an organization that is pretty much the global leader in their space? Lots of opportunities. I got to move with the company, different roles. It just it sounds like with you and your 15 years, it sounds like you had multiple roles. In my almost 10 years at Xerox, I had five, four or five different roles as well. And so um, wow. share with me your journey uh, at ADP. Did you find them initially or did they find you in terms of you applying for the, the, the initial job? Actually, a recruiter reached out to me. So I had not looked at ADP at all. Um, I was familiar with them because I had seen them uh, in the space, but never really thought to apply there. But it was a recruiter who actually reached out to me and said there was a customer service uh, position available um, at the time, being a new graduate, I just kind of didn't know what I wanted to do. Um, I knew I had a marketing degree and I kind of wanted to do that. But then, you know, it was one of those things like, you know, I was young and thought I'd give it a try. And I ended up uh, landing there. And, and so during your 15 years there, what were some of the jobs that you had? Uh, I was a customer service rep and then I became a technical support specialist, which was to help the reps like whenever they had questions, kind mm-hmm. of like a tier two and then I became a call center mentor, which is someone, it's kind of like a QA that basically listens to calls, trains the reps how to take calls, how to uh, work, um, you know, those situations that aren't so favorable. And then ended up learning that being a mentor was, was a love of mine because it went back to my passion of teaching, um, saw that they had some training positions available. So then I ended up becoming a learning and development specialist, which was fun. Um, and then, um, fortunately, with you know how time rolls, there's always uh, layoffs here and there. And, and my training team got uh, laid off, and so I had to look for another role. I was deciding if I was going to stay at the company, which was great, or hop somewhere else. And uh, a friend of mine reached out and said, "Why don't you try the sales role? Um, it's kind of, it's not training, but you know you know so much about the product." you do so well with customers, I think it'd be a great fit. And it was a solutions consultant role, which is pre-sales. And at first I was kind of weary of it. I thought, gosh, you know, cause when you're in support, you hate salespeople, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like you just, 
you know, salespeople love to sell everything. And then, you know, it's not necessarily what you can do in the support side. So, you know, was I ready to cross the sales line? And um, I'm glad I did. So I ended up uh, becoming a solutions consultant, did that for five years and absolutely loved it, believe it or not. You know, some of the analysts that I worked with over the years at Xerox probably are, are probably cringing at your comment as well, because how many times did I sell a device knowing that uh, it might not fit there, but maybe we can, you know, jam it in, maybe we can fix it, because just let's, let's get the deal signed and we'll worry about the back end <laughs> stuff at the end, right? So it's so true right, what you just said, right. yeah. Not a lot, but, you know, more than once probably in my, in my career, you know, tr- trying to uh, fit a box into the corner where it doesn't really fit here, so... So 15 years at ADP, that's a long stretch within one organization. And it sounded like it was pretty much your first real organization that you worked for. Uh, So there must have been some loyalty there. Uh, Can you share with us what was behind your decision to move on? Um, So again, unfortunately, due to time, uh, they they cut the team a little bit down and I was affected as part of the layoff. So then they, oh, it was back to, oh my gosh, what do I do? I have been at this company for most of my career. It's the only thing I know. Right. Um, so the fear of going back out there again to look for a job, which reminds you that, you know, it was the recruiter that reached out to me. I didn't apply to this role. So it was very, very, it was a very, very scary time, you know, like to, to figure out, did I want to change uh, industries? Did I want to change roles? Like it was just, it was an open canvas at that point. I didn't know, I didn't know what to do. So they, so they packaged you off due to circumstances outside of your control. And you're, you're told just like happened to me, Chris. Now I was fired. I wasn't packaged off, but it's, you know, same thing. You're, you're <laughs> yeah. given a check to not come to work the next day. And then you're right, wondering, okay, well right. now what do I do? And I can appreciate <laughs> what you're saying. 15 years behind one firewall it's it's all you knew. It's where you grew up. It's where you you know really figured it out. And so, were you out of work for any length of time? I was. I was. So um, I you know took some time just to kind of take a break. Also because I figured I didn't know what I wanted to do next. I didn't know where to start. And so, just kind of you know scoured LinkedIn and look at a different roles, but just didn't know what I wanted to do yet. You know, just kind of wanted to take some time to kind of grieve the loss of my job and mm. my career for a little bit <laughs> and uh, yeah, see what was next. And at this time, Jennifer, were you in the Bay Area? I was. Okay. Yeah. Now, I don't live there, but I've been there more than a few times and I know a few people who do live there. That's not exactly the most inexpensive place to live in the world either. Correct. So you're you're out Absolutely. of work. So good for you for having the courage to say, no, wait a second, I'm going to get set here and I want to figure out what I want to do next because you want to avoid another scenario where you're you're in the same spot again. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It's important, I think, to take time for yourself, you know, especially when you've worked at a place for so long, like you said, it's, it's like your home, you know, your, your family almost in a sense, right? I'm sure you probably felt the same at Xerox. And oh. it's, it's like, okay, you have to find a new home. <laughs> yeah, you know what? You know? I, I'll tell you something I did. Now, I electively, left, I electively left Xerox to start up my own training company here, but it was, it was still n- not any less scary because it's all I knew. I mean, I'd worked there for so many years. I just knew how to do it the Xerox way. I didn't know how to do it my way. Mm-hmm. 
And, and so even though I left on my own, uh, it wasn't any, uh, any safer, quite frankly. And I didn't have a check to keep me over either. I was just like, okay, I'm leaving. I got to get at this thing right here. So, um, okay, so you're out of work. You take your time to figure out what you want to do next. And so what was next for you? Yeah, so I thought, you know, was I, did I really want to stay as a solutions consultant in pre-sales, you know, because I looked back in my five years and I thought, you know, there was a lot of good times, but there were also a lot of stressful times. You know, we all know that being in sales is just a very high stress, high reward type of job. Yeah. And I thought, you know, do I really want to stay, you know, buckled, you know, full of anxiety, but then feeling great when we win, right? Or do I want to kind of take some time and be a little bit more calm, but a friend of mine had uh, reached out who I used to work with. It was one of my AEs um, at the next company. And he said, hey, we're, we don't have any solutions consultants here. You'd be the first. We're trying to build a team, you know, would love to have you, you know, being that our record ADP was so successful. Um, and he's like, you know, come on, come on down. And so I did. I met the team. They were wonderful, uh, great, great people. And so they sold me and I came on board. And where was this? This was at Zenfit. And so it sounds like your description, and keep me honest here, it sounds like it was more of a startup than certainly the behemoth you were at at ADP. Yes. And so that's what was interesting was I was, I will be completely honest, I was scared to go I to bet. a startup, right? Um, you know, a big behemoth, that's all I knew. Um, but, you know, my friend who was an AE there made the jump and he was like, no, it's great. It's so different. Yes. But, you know, you're going to love it. But the culture's great and the people are great. And so, you know, I had some faith there and I thought, OK, I'll make the jump. And so were you happy with your decision? Yeah, absolutely. You know, in the beginning, there was a lot of uh some learning curve there because the startup works so differently, right? Uh, not as much process, not as much red tape as a behemoth would have. Yeah. Um, so I had to learn very quickly that if you wanted something done, you kind of had to do it yourself a lot of times. <laughs> 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 um, and you won't have the help or support like you typically had in a behemoth. So um, yeah, no, it was a great thing. It was a great learning experience. I learned so much. Not just from a startup perspective, but even just like, uh, you know, the tech perspective, right? Like being in, here in the Bay Area and, and I always had worked with companies that were in tech, but to finally actually be in a tech company and, and learn what it's like to be in one was definitely a great experience. And how long was your tenure at Zenefits? It was about a, a little over a year, about a, little, a year and a half. Okay. And so was it a full-time position or was it a 12-month contract? No, it was a, it was a full-time position. Um, what ended up happening there was I was a solutions consultant hired there. And then I ended up also, um, helping with sales enablement. So that's where I kind of started my sales enablement journey. Um, they needed some help. And of course, as a pre-sales solutions consultant, you tend to be heavy in the product. Um, and then you train anyways as well, you know, when you're working with AEs and partnering with them. And so it was a good uh, opportunity to be able to, to flex my training muscles again and, and get back into it. So it was definitely something new, but I enjoyed it. And what was next for you? Well, uh, I figured, you know, I wasn't sure if sales enablement was what I wanted to do. I was kind of at a crossroads again. I just kind of thought like, do I still want to be a solutions consultant? Do I want to be in sales enablement? I really wasn't sure what I wanted to do. Everything was kind of new and I was doing a little bit of everything. And so um, I thought, you know what? I kind of missed 
partnering with AEs and, and winning deals and, and getting into that. And so I uh, became a sales engineer for a company called WalkMe, also in San Francisco, and uh, tried that out again. And it turned out that it, it definitely didn't work out for me. Um, I think I figured out for myself that I actually my passion truly is in training and teaching, not necessarily in the, the brunt of the deals anymore. And so um, I stayed there for about a year and then I left and now I'm here at Blend as a sales enablement manager. Was the Walk Me engagement similar to Zenefits? Did you know somebody in advance to kind of warm it up and sell you one or was it cold going into like a whole new venture? That one was actually cold. So that one was also a scary thing for me. It was a brand new industry. I had been working in the human capital management industry for most of my career. Zenefits was, was similar, just a different company, right? But Moving into WalkMe was a completely different industry, um, completely different uh, product. And so I saw it as a challenge to myself to give it a try. And it was definitely very cold. <laughs> so <laughs> new experience. And that was earlier this year, correct? What, when you decided to... Uh, last to, year. Last year. Okay. So last year you decided to, to walk... No, so you joined last year, but when did you move on from WalkMe? Oh, yes. Yeah, it was earlier this year. So earlier this year, okay, 2020, hardly a smooth waters. And yet you decide, <laughs> you know what, we're in the middle of a pandemic here, the world's shutting down, I, I'm going to take a chance and I'm going to take a new job. Explain to me the rationale behind that. I'm fascinated to hear your story here. I'm so crazy, aren't I? Um, <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I will be completely honest. I... I had thought about this for a long time. It was the beginning of the year. And in the beginning of the year, I was thinking, you know, kind of miss training. And I thought, do I want to get back into it? But I wasn't sure. I just thought, you know, well, let's see how this thing ends up. But I will tell you, the pandemic will do something to you. You know, being home and then having to stop and pause and think about what's important in your life and that's what brought me back to saying, you know what? No, I'm, I'm going to do this. This is probably the craziest time to do it because the market had crashed and everything was so bad yeah. when the pandemic happened. But I thought, no, if, if this is life and, and, and it's short, I think I need to I need to follow my passion and go back to training. And so I left um, that job and said, you know what? I'll see what else is out there and kind of started networking again on LinkedIn to see who was hiring. Oh, so, not very many people. So no, not many at all. I imagine. <laughs> oh, so you left Walk Me without a job at Blend? Yes. Wow. Yes, okay. Very so crazy. I know. So when did you move on from Walk Me? Uh, I want to say that was around. Uh, I think it was like April or May. April or May. Oh my yeah, God, right Jennifer! I mean, of, right in the, the heart. The I mean, pandemic. I mean, well, April and May, we, we were told you couldn't even touch a wall. Like, we couldn't do anything I back. Know. Oh my! Wow. Okay, so you decided to walk away, and then you joined Blend. Was it in June of this year? Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. That process to join Blend um, arduous. Was it a, a simpler process than you thought in terms of the number of interviews and the process to get to be brought on in your current capacity? Yeah, so, you know, there weren't very many positions open, um, just kind of reached out to my network and said, hey, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, looking for something in sales enablement. And it turns out that a friend of mine was at Blend um, that I had worked with at a prior company. And so, you know, they said, hey, we have a contractor role, though, available. It's not a full time. I said, that's fine. I'll take it. I can't, you know, 
complain at this point. I, I left my job without right. anything lined up. And so I needed something. And, and so I went for it. I interviewed and got the job. And here I am. Now, given where we're at still in the world, as we kind of turn the corner into October, are there some that you support that you still haven't met yet? I, I mean, other than two-dimensional through a WebEx or a Zoom? Oh, oh, um, yeah. I yeah. mean, you'd be surprised. I, I've, yeah, I, I want to say I, I try to reach out to everyone that I definitely work with consistently, but there are still a lot of folks that I have not met in person, or I well, not in, on, not in person, but virtually, right, on, on Zoom or... And so how have you handled how have you handled 2020 uh, even if you think about even just personally because you've gone through a significant amount electively in terms of you choosing to move on from Walk Me and congrats on having the courage to make that decision because the easier option is to, I'll just hang in here until you know things calm down and I'll just you know grunt it out but you're like no no this isn't working for me anymore so good for you for having the the insight or the foresight to do that and then, you know, we're in uncharted waters a little bit here this year. And so how have you handled it mentally? You know, um, daily exercise has been uh, my go-to. It, it not only uh, centers me, but it just kind of gives me the chance to breathe, right? And, and let any aggressions out too. <laughs> so daily exercise. Um, and then I try, it's hard. I try to meditate when I can. Um, but the one thing that definitely helps is journaling too, is just letting your thoughts out on paper, regardless of the thoughts, just let it out. And I feel like that's what lets me sleep well at night. Jennifer, your story to me uh, is is a pretty cool one because the way I'm wired is I believe that most of us are very similar to you. And that is, it's a journey. It's a meandering path. And it's just usually not what we thought it would be. I certainly didn't think I'd be doing what I'm doing call it 25 years ago when I started my career here in 2020. That's for sure. I didn't even have sales on my brain. I was in credit and finance <laughs> is, is where I was. And so here you are thinking, well, I want to become a teacher. Uh, I mean, such a, uh, an, uh, a, a just a great job, uh, a thankless job in some circles. And you realize, wait a second, that might not be for me. You then end up spending 15 years on the human capital management payroll side of the world, a few different jobs inside of ADP. Uh, they move on from you, which is a tough pill to swallow at the time. And then you end up having a couple of stints at Zenefits and Walk Me. And now here you are, a uh, new job uh, in the middle of a pandemic. And uh, I'm just, I'd love to ask you one final question here. Uh, any advice or feedback or commentary for anybody listening, if there's something that has served you well in your life, anything that you'd want to share right now? Yeah, um, you know, don't be afraid to just get uncomfortable and, and try something new. I, like you said, it's a journey. And I feel like whatever's presented to you, you're just going to have to go for it and then see where it goes. It may not end up where you expect it or where you'd like it to be. But I think you just have to give it a try so that you can't say that you didn't try later. Well, Jennifer, I think that's great advice. And thanks again for uh, for freeing up the time to be here. I've really enjoyed speaking with you. Thanks, Paul. I appreciate it as well. You're appreciate very, your time. You're absolutely. You're welcome. All right, everybody. Let's wrap another episode up right now. Remember, your intention matters. Why? Because that's the result you'll tend to get. We're out of here. Follow us online at Everest Performance. We'll catch you next week. Be safe and uh, go Blue Jays.